What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Sherman O'Bad back here once again, bringing you another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, good to see you as always, my friend. How knows it? Coming live from 305. <laughs> always in the mix. Dude, oh man, good to have you back. We've got our returning guest, Chris, joining us once again. Good to have you back on. It's been a while, man. How you been? Oh, I've been living that Philly life, Sherm. I'm just uh, li- living the dream here in the city of brotherly love. How are you all? We're doing good, man. I know Philly's kind of in an uproar, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty of this uh, football season. They're kind of going a little crazy, I'm sure. So I, I can only imagine the chaos, what may happen if, 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 if the Eagles don't make the playoffs this year, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not from this city, but you are right. They will be in an uproar. There's probably nothing more than the city of Philadelphia loves more than their Eagles, and that's including Santa Claus, which we all know about. So we should probably just move on from that. <laughs> on Get that note, batteries ready. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on that note, we will keep it moving. We let's get right into the show, folks. Um, dude, I know Chris. Actually, I know you're a big movie guy. We called. We talked about movies once before. I don't know if either of you have saw seen this new uh, trailer for this new movie with Adam Sandler and kg uh kevin garnett lately called uncut gems dude it kind of looks legit got a story about sailors a jewish uh jewelry dealer um <clears throat> excuse me he brings kg comes in he likes to wants to play some bets and things like that and kind of be you know mixes mixes it up with kg a little bit dude it's kind of interesting how this kind of formed uh, i was reading an article about this the other day they had said they they actually the directors of the sh- of the of the movie uh the josh and benny Safdie, they had actually looked at other um, NBA uh, former NBA players to actually play this role because um, they were actually not Celtics fans because um, so they really didn't want a Celtic to be there in that role. I think they were trying to get at one point trying to get Kobe Bryant, maybe Joel Embiid, Chris Bosh even. Um, but the, I don't know, dude. The movie kind of kind of looks kind of kind of legit. I don't know quickly your thought. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer or not. What do you what do you think of it, Obed? Saw the trailer. Thought it's a gritty story of gluttony, grief, and greed. Um, primarily greed, uh, really working that <laughs> angle where uh, Adam Sandler just, you know, another Adam Sandler role. Definitely not the, the, the you know, the lights and shining, maybe more of like a, a click, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not his typical, you know, kind of like happy Gilmore, Billy Madison kind of a role, which I kind yeah. of like from him, more serious kind of role. That's why, yeah. that's why, that's why I'm really interested in it. Chris, your thoughts on this uh, kind of different movie from Adam Sandler? I mean, yeah, it was an interesting take on it. I actually think that KG looks pretty good and very comfortable in the role, but, you know, that shouldn't be uh, surprising to anyone. He's always been kind of a character and very outgoing, personable guy. Adam Sandler, I just think, has not aged well, and he keeps uh, trying to reinvent himself in so many different ways from his comedic performances of of the past that we all know him by. Um, it's an interesting take, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with this guy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be some, you know, movie of the year candidacy <clears throat> excuse me, or anything like that. I just think it's something different. You know, like I said, it involves a, a former professional athlete. You know, I think KG, I think I think KG will do pretty well. I think the director said, you know, when he auditioned and everything, he was he felt quite comfortable. So I'm actually excited to see it. You know, I'm you know interested in by it. So who knows? I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah, I Moving think on. we can guarantee that it'll be on Netflix two weeks after it opens. Oh, got him. <laughs> Throw some shade out there. Why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. Speaking of basketball uh, players, you know, I don't know if you guys saw this <clears throat> lately. Some news came out that a jazz fan who was actually banned from the uh, Salt Lake from the uh, Salt Lake City Arena, uh, excuse me, the Vivint Smarter Home Arena in, in, over in Utah, that a ban, he's now suing West, Russell Westbrook for $100 million. For, def- for defamation or uh, an emotional distress or some nonsense like that. It's like, dude, come on. This all goes back to an incident, I believe, when um, Russ was on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And apparently Russell claims that the fan was throwing some racial slurs at him and whatnot. And Russell came back and was like, yo, I'll F you up, yada, yada. And apparently, you know, the guy got kicked out and all this nonsense. But do you, I mean, this has got to be just some gimmick. Just sue somebody, sue this guy for a hundred million dollars. I think it's it's a little ridiculous. Don't you agree, Chris? 
I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I don't know. I mean, this guy was the one who started the um, interaction between the two. I mean, he's the one that that, that said the you know racially uh, motivated uh, language towards Russell Westbrook. We all saw the video. We all heard the tape. I mean, it's, it's very interesting to think that. I, I mean, I understand that now. You know, I'm sure he's gotten a lot of light put on him in fact of what he said, and people are coming down on him because of that. But you know, hey. You brought it upon yourself, my friend. I'm really not sure what grounds he has, and especially $100 million. To me, this this reeks of money grab. Yeah. yeah it's just, just somebody just trying to get paid. If I agree with you there, Chris. Obed, I mean, is this even, like, plausible? Like, why would even somebody even do this? This is kind of ridiculous. He's just a ridiculous dude. He playing his Dr. Evil. $100 million. Blah, blah, blah. You're not getting it, bro. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just another example of when it goes past the court. You know what I mean? Somebody brings their attitude to to somebody's job, right? Like Russell Westbrook's just trying to do his job, play a game. Uh, and, you know, we can look at Malice in the Palace for one of the negative ways that this always over that plays out. You, also, the positive ways, Spike versus Reggie, right? Um, but I, I would I would say... Uh, it's unfortunate that this individual just keeps, you know, trudging it up. Um, I, he could have turned this into something good and he just made it selfish for himself. So whatever. It's funny that you, know, you mentioned Malice in the Palace, but dude, I remember when that went down, that was probably one of the craziest events I think I've ever seen in, you know, in sports, you know, just yeah. athletes, professional athletes fighting with fans, like physically fighting with them, not just, you know, talking nonsense, you know, but actually physically fighting and chairs being thrown and, bottles and things like that to yeah. you but i'll say yo, jumping into this crowds dude i'll say though when that one pistons fan came on the court and i think it was what jermaine o'neal just rocked him straight ooh. on ooh. and he slid into him <laughs> oh, looked like a super combo he saved his entire super bar dude he put Absolutely all his crazy. dude that was just some craziness but anyway moving along um quickly one of the one thing i wanted to talk about in uh, the association about Boy, Kevin Love, um, he's been on stuck with the Cavs, unfortunately, for the past, what, one and a half seasons without LeBron James. Um, you know, he signed like a new, like, what is it, like $120 million a year last July, a couple weeks after LeBron was went to the uh, Lakers. Now, it seems like they're really trying to get rid of him. They're trying to trade him out. I don't know if we guys think whether he should be traded or will he be traded. And if, if so, what teams do you think possibly could get him? Chris, I'll start with you. Uh, it's yes to both should and will. I, I mean, yes. I mean, I think Kevin Love, he's always been a, a different cat, so to speak. Uh, we obviously know about his um, – uh, he's had some mental health issues dealing with anxiety, panic attacks, things like that. Um, you know, So he dealt well when he was at a small-town market like Minnesota, and even then when he came to Cleveland, again, another small town, and he didn't have to be the star. He was behind two of them in LeBron James and Kyrie Irvin. So he got that money, got what he needed to do for him and his family, and now without that supporting cast, you know, it, it's tough for him, especially getting older, to really lead a team. Um, I think a great team for him to go to well believe it or not to be to be re, reunited with lebron in la i think that would be a phenomenal move and it would be another um move that would bolster them into you know being the number one seed the number one contender it's interesting that you say the lakers i mean do you think they really that the lakers actually really need him at this point and and, and even could afford him um, affording is, is the, is the question there, Sherm. Uh, do they need him? Yes. They need that stretch for, uh, that they need the shooting. Cause right now they, they are a good team. Um, I don't think they're a great team yet. They're not the best shooting team in the league. I think Kevin Love stretches that floor. Let's LeBron Rondo do what they're going to do. go down the middle and get those guys open. So I think it would be a great fit for him. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll bet your thoughts here. I mean, I think he would fit in well with the Portland Trailblazers, really more from a, a contract situation. I don't think that, you know, the, the Lakers can't afford him. They could definitely move some things around, maybe drop some individuals. Um, and again, there might be, uh, uh, there's a difference in where the Cavs feel like he is priced versus where the rest of the league thinks he's priced because he honestly would join a team where he wouldn't be more than the third or fourth best player on the roster, you know, depending on where he went. Um, and for $30 million a year for that kind of a role player, I feel like it's just really steep. You know, he did grow up in uh, Oswego, Portland. He still holds the state record for uh, all-time leading uh, scorer for boys basketball, so maybe not a bad idea to send him home. You never mm -hmm. know. 
Yeah, I know. I think Portland, I think that is one of the uh, the destinations that is rumored that where he could end up. I mean, putting him with Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and now, you know, Carmelo Anthony, I think might be a, a dynamic lineup there, you know, because he can yeah. still ball. Um, another one of the things I, I think they could possibly be considered is Houston, pairing him with, with uh, Russ and uh, Harden there. Yeah. I don't think salary-wise it'll yeah. work in Houston, um, so it could be more more like a Portland situation there, as you, as you mentioned, Obed. But I think he will be traded, and quite frankly, I think he wants to be traded because this is not what he had hoped of. You know, yeah. coming he he came over in Cleveland initially to be with LeBron. He missed that first finals when he injured his shoulder against Boston. As we know, they lost that first finals, and I I really I, I do think that if LeBron if Le, if excuse me if Kevin Love and Kyrie were both healthy healthy in that first year against the Warriors, it would have been a I think that I think the Cavs could Cavs could have taken them. Now when they got once of course when they once they got KD it was it was a wrap from there, yeah. but I think Kevin Love wants to be on another winning team and probably wants to get one more ring before he goes out. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, and Chris, you were talking about the Lakers. You know, the Lakers are what I think one of the obviously record wise the best team in the West right now, sitting at twenty four and three. Uh, between them, maybe possibly even the Milwaukee Bucks at 24-4, coming off that tough loss against uh, the Dallas last night where I think Giannis put up 48 in a loss. Do you think one of these two teams, Lakers or Bucks, are the best team in the in the association? If not, who is, Chris? Uh, I mean, I think you definitely have to throw in the Los Angeles Clippers there. Uh, I think they are the most deep uh, uh, deep team in the league uh, from, from top to bottom. Uh, defensively, they have guys that can lock down all the wings, forwards, which would make it very tough uh, to compete against them. Um, but between the Lakers and Bucks, absolutely, the Lakers are the better overall team. Bucks are very uh, Giannis-centric and focused. Like you said, he had over 40 points last night, double-digit boards, um, and they still, without Luka, you know, they lost and ended their win streak. The Lakers are a better team. LeBron James is right now my leading candidate for or MVP. Um, the only team I think that can uh, challenge them is in their conference, and that is the Clippers. Okay. Obed, quickly, your thoughts here. Best team in the uh, in basketball right now? I think it's going to come down to either the Bucks or the Lakers. Um, you know, I, I just have to echo what Chris said. Um, they're playing phenomenal ball. I do believe they'll get a chance to square off against each other this week. I'm not mistaken, or this weekend. Um, no, Bucks are actually in like what. Uh, power ranking state is like the easiest part of their schedule right now through week eight um they're the oh, excuse me second easiest first easiest is dallas and the strength of schedule is based on cumulative opponent record adjusted for home versus away and days of rest before a game so i feel like that's pretty accurate to state that milwaukee bucks are just kind of blowing through their their season right now uh but they were the first team to 50 wins last year uh featuring the nba's mvp so i can't take anything away from them yeah, and you're right. They do play the uh, Lakers do play the Bucks on Thursday night in in Milwaukee, so that's going to be a good one uh, over 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 uh, in Milwaukee. There, I'm definitely looking look, looking forward to watching that one for sure. Let's get um, moving along quickly. I want to touch on college football before we move into uh, the NFL. Um, also, Joe Burrow won the Heisman Trophy, the uh, LSU star quarterback who led the league in passing, um, I mean, touchdowns and you know, completion percentages, every, pretty much almost every single category. I think we, you and I, a bit, we both called it that we said he would win. Didn't necessarily agree that he maybe we wanted him to win, but he did win. Yep. Quickly, Obed or Chris, do you think the committee got it right by voting Joe Burrow as the Heisman Trophy winner? Chris, go ahead. Um, Joe Burrow is not the best player in college football. That honor goes to Chase Young. Uh, but was he the most valuable player of the best team in college football? Then yes, uh, I think they got it right. And, and you know, I just want to say before I really dive into that, you know, kudos to Joe Burrows for what he said, raising awareness for um, his hometown area, Southeast um, Ohio, Ohio. You know, a very impoverished area. You know, right. and, and already they have they have uh, built up a support of over three hundred thousand dollars in donations to help feed people in hunger this time of year, which is obviously a, a tough time of year for a lot of people. So kudos to that young man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give it up to him, of course. Definitely. Um, Obed, for your, your take here. Uh, I think they got it right. I mean, I, I kind of was thinking back to, you know, the last many episodes of What's the Word Entertainment where Sherman, you have been uh, standing on the on the uh, table for Justin Fields, who, you know, I, I think about what he did as a sophomore 
this year versus what Joe Barrow has done as a fifth year senior. Um, I, I have to, you know, commend that player for his ability. I'm sure it's not the first time he's going to be up on that stage uh, if he continues to play the way that he's playing. But, you know, Joe Burrow is, uh, you know, that prototypical. I mean, you you've, we're hoping that your quarterback is going to put up those kind of numbers. Um, I, I think they got it right. I look forward to seeing his first year as a, as a, as a excuse me, Cincinnati Bengal. Um, Cause if he's going to do, <laughs> you know, uh, 4,700 yards, 48 touchdowns, six interceptions, that's going to go a long way for a team like that that needs a spark. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. I think the only person who had more passing yards for him was a quarterback from out of Washington state. Cause let's face it. They throw, they throw the ball a hundred, hundred times a game. So yeah. they're, they're, they're that quarterback, their quarterback's always going to lead the way. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he is the pro-style, typical quarterback that he wanted to helm. Like you said, it's probably – it could go you, – you, do you think that the Bengals could actually – looking towards a quarterback, they could be moving on from Andy Dalton? I think they'd be moving on from Andy Dalton. I mean, it just – they've seen enough of what Dalton does. They've paid him before. Uh, the only guys I think that look, could look bad this year and still keep their job is Jameis Winston. I mean, he's proving that he can play through the Bruce Arian system and put up the numbers on the plus side. He needs to clean up his game on the backside, and then he could be fire. Um yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, uh, I think the Andy Dalton experiment is done. You've seen that AJ Green has not come out there and play. I don't know how hurt he actually is, but remember we talked it. We said it here on the show. He would. I, we. You right. You mad. He would not play another game, and he did not play another game. Uh, right. And neither did Cam Newton. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's. I think it's time to move on, to Joe Burrow. Bring him, home, bring him home to Ohio. Bring him home to yeah, represent Ohio. Yeah, oh, perfect example. As Chris said, yep, from his, from his hometown of Ohio, that would be perfect, perfect setting for him. Well, as we're starting talking about the, the uh, pro teams here, let's get right into it. Um, one of the first things I wanted to talk about here in the NFL from last week was, man, the upset Falcons over the Niners right at, down, to the, down to the wire on a, a somewhat a, kind of a controversial call. At first, it was, it was a touchdown on one play, then it wasn't a touchdown. Then the last play, it was not a touchdown. They overturned the call to Julio Jones. The Falcons got the dub. All three of the Niners' losses have come at at the end of each and every game. You know, that there was zero seconds left in the first two, and then two seconds left now in this one. Man, it's going to – dude – I'll give credit where credit's due. The Falcons coming coming from behind there, man. You know what? They also beat the Saints this year earlier in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Now they beat the, the Niners in San Francisco. So kudos to the, kudos to the Falcons for coming out with that dub, man. But dude, I still think San Francisco is obviously an elite team. This is just you know a good lucky win for the for the Falcons. I'm sure you'd agree, Chris. You know, actually, the Falcons, Sherm, have been coming on strong over the last six weeks. Um, you know, they, they had obviously a horrible start to their season, which put them in the tank right away. But they've been playing with some pride. And, you know, that defense has been stepping up. I'll, I'll give them a lot of credit. But the 49ers, you know, I, I, you're right, Sherm. They've been losing close games. And the sign of a sign of a great team is to not lose those close games. But they're in close games because they are really good. And that defense leading with Bosa, um, I still think no one wants to see them uh, first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they can get that uh that uh <clears throat> excuse me that home field advantage and actually get that first round by. Uh, um, another game which was pretty interesting. Obel Cowboys just straight up demolishing the Rams. So I I I'm telling you right now I didn't expect that at all. I I really didn't. I mean, it it was just a just it was just an onslaught of forty. It was what forty four to twenty one and it. Hey, the game wasn't even that close, to be honest with no, you. No, not representative <laughs> of what actually happened if you look at the stat line of the score. Uh, it was sad. You know, you think that it's going to be a good game on both sides, right? You've got the uh, genius mind of Sean McVay going against the Cowboys, a team that he should know from his time coaching with the Redskins. Also, a team that he should know because that defense that was coordinated by um, uh, Wade Phillips is now his defense being coordinated by Wade Phillips. So I can't imagine that you couldn't go out there and see the see what they're doing and figure out what the personnel groupings and the movements are going to be. Uh, shocking. It was shocking. I mean, I guess we have to give credit to the Cowboys. Uh, they finally got themselves out of whatever funk they were in or just trying to keep it cl- close for Vegas. Um, but they'll, <laughs> they'll have a test next week. I think this was... Again, one of those lucky win aberrations because I don't believe that the Cowboys were better than the Rams. Now, as you mentioned, next week we'll we'll get into our picks later later in the show. Cowboys and Phillies. I think it's in Philadelphia. Chris and oh, you're in Philly, man. I, I can only imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like this this weekend. 
it's going to be a rocking atmosphere here in Philadelphia. Uh, but I think it's going to, it's, it's going to be all for none. I mean, Philly has been one of the most mind boggling, inconsistent teams all year. Uh, I didn't think a team that was, you know, coming off a Super Bowl high would, would, would kind of rebound the way they are not losing many parts. So I, I think the Cowboys are on track after that big win, like you both said, uh, to play, you know, to play a division rival for the division. Um, and let's put it this way. Jason Garrett is coaching for his life in, in Dallas, you know? So, I mean, do I think, you know, he would move on, get on a job probably uh, because of Jerry Jones connections he has, but he is coaching for his life. So it's win or go home for, for Jason Garrett. I'll, I'll going to touch on two things you said about Philly being up and down. They've been marred by injuries. Alshon yeah. Jeffrey yeah. out for the sure. year. Deshaun sure. Jackson's been, been out for the year. Yeah. I mean, they, they've had one receiver healthy in that last last week's game, you know. Aguilar right. didn't play last week. I mean, they're starting yeah. some dude named Ward and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Yeah, Greg Greg Ward Jr., who was a former college quarterback, okay? Wait, you, <laughs> didn't, you, know about, you didn't know about Greg Ward Jr.? Come on, sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's be honest. Where, where you been? The, the Eagles didn't know about Greg Ward Jr. Okay. Now, now he showed up last week. Don't get me wrong. He had a great game. He caught his first touchdown pass of his career. But man, I think at one point they were saying Josh McCown, backup QB, was ready to go in for them at wide receiver. Go watch the tape. He was beasting against the Patriots when he was playing with the Detroit Lions. Go watch the tape. Oh, got him. You know what I mean? So they just been marred by injuries. You know, so uh, it's been rough for the Eagles. But yes, you're right, Chris. Jason Garrett is coaching for his life. Quite frankly, I don't think he's coaching for anything. The only way Jason Garrett saves his job is if the Cowboys somehow win the win the win the Super Bowl this year. They win the championship. That's the only way I think Jason Garrett. I don't think whether they win the even if they win the division, get to the playoffs, and let's say they lose first round, even win the first round, whatever they, which I don't think they will. The only way he saves his job, I think Garrett is done. I think his time has run out. They are ready to move on as soon as the season is over. And like I said, I don't see Jason Garrett being back in Dallas next season, no matter what, unless there is a championship in Dallas. I, I You know what? I hear Urban Meyer's looking for a job. Just saying. Just saying. It was at the Washington game last week where his former his former uh, QB, Dwayne Haskins, is playing. It's Just Sherman saying. that it's called a bidding war. Urban Meyer is playing the game. He is playing the game and and putting division rivals against each other to pull up the price. Supply and demand, my friend. We all know this. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Moving along. Let's talk about you. Go bet. You mentioned earlier Jameis Winston, dude. Man, you know, you were talking about, you know, you know can he be – can he he's going to save his job. And I was going to ask you, dude, do you think he'll be returning in Tampa Bay next year? Because, dude, he's racking up yardage. He's actually the number one Q quarterback for passing yards. He's also the number one – he's also number one for interceptions with 24 leading the league. Dude, I mean, he's had a, what, his second straight game of 450 yards, the only second player in NFL history to have two of those games in one season other than Big Ben. So he's, he's slinging the rock, dude. Two of his top two, – two, his two receivers – Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are two of the top five receivers in, 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 in receiving yards this season. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know what to think about this. dude. He just turns over too much. Don't you agree? I would agree that you can't, you can't be loose with a football like that, especially in the Bruce Arians system, which is, you know, downfield throws. You gotta be, you gotta be pinpoint accurate to be able to play a game like that for him, especially with the amount of throws that he's giving him. He's giving him a lot. I don't think Arians came back to the league to grab some rebuild project and try to go get a third or fourth round quarterback and turn him into something. But you know, they've got the cachet. They will have a bad, a decently bad enough record. They'll be in the running for one of these guys. I don't think he has time to wait for Tua to get healthy. Um, Excuse me. Uh, so honestly, I believe that, you know, I think James will be back. I mean, you, the, the rigors of that role, the rigors of playing in at Bruce Arians offense, which always features two great wide receivers. Uh, if you think back into the past, Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne, you know, that this this system works. Uh, uh, Plaxico Burris and uh, not Antoine Randall L, but. Uh, oh, I can't think of the other guy. The for, recover. Uh, he used to be a quarterback. Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Um, well, yeah. Randall L was uh, a former quarterback. Well, okay, there we go. Uh, they got they had him all over the place in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I think he'll be back. Now it's they would only it'd only be a fifth year option, right? It's going to be a fifth year option. They're not going to worry about um, uh, re-signing him to a full contract. But I don't see them moving on because there's nobody else coming out that can do what that role needs 
if and and this I feel like all this stuff at the end, the gesticulation, the yards is to make sure that Jameis gets another shot at this job next year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He seems like he's thriving in the Bruce Arians offense, and he could, or he could, or he could be better. But dude, just so many just bad throws, bad decision making. That's what I see in Jameis Winston. I see some bad decision making, just throwing the ball to, just throwing very errant passes. You know, in in the game, I was watching a game against, um, excuse me, what was it against Detroit this week, and just 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 some poor decision making he was doing. Now the Bucks have won four four games in a row. Now, you know, they're, they're even at seven and seven right now. But, you know, Winston just has to, you know, really control the ball. They've got it. They've got a um, good, a solid, you know, somewhat some solid players on defense. Where Sha- Shaquille Barrett leads the league in sacks at 16 and a half. So, you know, I mean, just I, I'm not sure. You know, we, we talked about Marcus Mariota a couple weeks ago. The, the, him and him and Winston, of course, will always blink. The top first two picks in the draft that year. Chris, do you see Winston really being back in Tampa? I mean, at this point, it's kind of like, what else do they have? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be in the draft, you know, kind of middle middle to end of the pack. Uh, will they get, you know, a top tier quarterback? Maybe Herbert drops down to that point from Oregon. I'm really not sure. Uh, or Tua falls in lap somehow just because of injury concerns. I have no idea. But really, I mean, Jameis Winston to me, he's just a a less electric, less exciting version of Brett Favre. You know what I mean? You know, he, he, he leads the league in passing yards, but he also leads the league in interceptions. That was Brett Favre his entire career. But he was also, uh, Brett Favre was a little bit more of a leader of men, whereas Jameis, the guys don't seem to really rally around him the way they did around Brett Favre. So do I think he'll be back? Yes, until other solutions present themselves. Okay. You're not going to eat that W, Chris? That's not, that's not enough to lead you in the battle to eat that W? No, not not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Well, we go into some other QB news. I don't know if you guys saw the game last night with the Saints. Of course, we know that Drew Brees is now the career leader in passing touchdowns. He breaks Peyton Manning's former record. Your thoughts? Where does Drew Brees rank on the all-time list, Obed, of, of, for QBs? Uh, probably around five. Um, I've got it as Otto Graham, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I will say, never had a running back or tight end of the caliber that Drew Brees has had. And throughout the litany of Drew Brees' career, he has had um, uh, just cornucopia of great players around him and not even you know you think of the Marquez Colston's uh, you gotta think he was out there with Reggie Bush he was out there with Darren Sproles uh he was out there with LaDainian Tomlinson when they were both together at the Chargers you know mm-hmm. he's he's and, and that team also had uh Antonio Gates if I'm not mistaken so he's definitely played yeah. with a lot of a lot of great talent I would say about fifth best what do you think uh, you know I'm I'm I was gonna say top five but he's creeping in that I mean, I was gonna say top ten, but he's creeping towards that fifth, around that fifth kind of fourth, fifth kind of spot there. But I'll certainly say he's top ten all time. He's one. He's a constant professional. You know, he's that real typical style quarterback I like. I like the. I like his pocket presence. I like. I like his footwork. He's consistent with the ball. Man, he had what a damn near perfect game last night. He threw what twenty nine of out of thirty. He, com- yeah. he completed. I mean, man. You know, I mean. Drew Brees is one of those guys, you know, he's always, he rallies the team. Even from his, his pregame speeches he gives out on on the field is phenomenal. Leader of men, like Chris said, leader of men. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Just to throw some stats out there, he has the record for the highest single game completion percentage, uh, all-time leader in touchdowns, passing yards, and all-time completion percentage. Uh, Yet he's never won an MVP. No, what that's about. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of odd, right, Chris? Well, okay, so so from a statistical standpoint, he is the most prolific passer, the most accurate passer in NFL history. Um, and, and we have to re- recall, at the end of the 04 season, when he was with the Chargers, he had that catastrophic shoulder injury. Yeah. Miami, coached by Nick Saban by the time, by the way, at that time, uh, passed on him because of that shoulder injury. We all know how that worked out for Saban, but now he went on to win, you know, what, 10 national championships in college football. I digress. But, <laughs> um, but... Um, but yeah, that, so he missed an entire season of football and he still put up the numbers he has and he's younger than Tom Brady. So my top five list goes as follows. Tom Brady, number one, Joe Montana, number two, Peyton Manning, number three, Drew Brees, number four, and Aaron Rodgers at number five. I think out of that group, Aaron Rodgers is the best and most 
uh, complete and most talented quarterback. But like uh, Obed said, you know, some of these other guys, they don't have the MVPs. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has one. Drew Brees has zero. Peyton Manning, guys, he has five. Five. Four. Five. Five MVPs. He shared two. He shared twice. And Tom Brady has three. And he's obviously the GOAT with the most Super Bowls. So Drew Brees is definitely worthy of being in that top five. And really, just, you know, you pick your poison of which one you think is the best. Yeah, I mean, it, you can always go either way. You know, I sometimes I, I often say it's Joe Montana still. You know, I, I like I do like Pan, Peyton Manning more than Brady. I mean, still Brady is obviously top top you know top five all time of course breeze is breeze has to be in that list of course too rogers is that bad man of course you know and rogers you know doesn't always have like kind of a bad said breeze has had the luxury of having some some great weapons hell brady even had randy moss you know what i mean montana had jerry rice think about it, these who these guys had you know um so it's hard to say you know some really really high talent but aaron Rodgers, i mean What's who's probably the most prolific receiver that Aaron Rodgers has until now with Devontae Adams, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson. Yeah. As, as talented as Devontae Adams, as talented as, as, um, uh, uh, who was in the New Orleans right now? Can't guard Mike. Michael Thomas, uh, Michael Thomas. Nobody no. can guard Michael <laughs> Thomas. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> going to be as good as Michael Thomas is about to be. Oh, yeah. He's dirty and, enough. Dude, and he's about to break he's about to break Marvin Harrison's uh season record for receptions like in a in a year. Fifteen receptions or something like that. Something fifteen to twenty receptions more. Exactly. Exactly, dude. So we so I we, mean, we know that football is a team sport and obviously the teams win the games. Uh, uh but you know, if, if you had like one guy, if you're talking about the greatest of that individual position at that person, who's that one guy that you would want to lead you, you know, to to a game winning drive, a game winning a Super Bowl victory. I don't know that there's many guys you could put above Drew Brees. Tom Brady. Oh, well, no, you sorry. Sorry. I got about to, I was ready to jump on you. Uh, yes, there are not, there are a few guys that you could put out there over Drew Brees. Tom Brady has to be one of them because he's done it so many times. Drew Brees, I feel like has, okay, so random game to pick out of the sky. Uh, it was a divisional matchup between the Niners that was still being led by Alex Smith and Drew Brees. And the Niners were pulling everything. It's probably the best, postseason game I have ever seen Alex Smith play uh, on the edge of my seat. It was great, but Drew just kept coming back. He was getting battered. He was getting beat. The run game wasn't there for them. Um, you know, I, I all credit where credit is due. I think he's, and he's been doing this. Notice that Drew Brees stunts when he wears black and gold. So he just keep hammering up, boiler down, whatever he's got to do to get it done. Did you not, <laughs> did you guys notice, did you guys notice what shirt he was wearing at his press the, the Jordan shirt, the goat, I'm just saying. <laughs> wait, 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 say that again, Chris? Yeah, you guys didn't see the shirt that he was wearing underneath uh, his uh, blazer or whatever it was at his post uh, as press conference after the game. He was wearing the Jordan shirt because he wants people to be on notice that he thinks he is the goat. That's <laughs> Yo, what I love about I, I ain't mad at him, dude. I ain't mad at him. <laughs> it's, it's sort of a, hum, a, sort of a humble brag, which I, which I like, dude. I, I like Breeze, I tell you. His entire pocket presence, everything about him, I like him, dude. I'm telling you. That's what the quarterbacking position is supposed to look like for all these kids coming in with this RPO bull snitch. <laughs> right, dude. He is a true, true quarterback. And one of, like I said, a constant professional at all times. Moving line, moving right along. Excuse me, excuse me, moving right along. Let's get into you right, you mad this week. Uh, Chris, first one will go over to you, sir, since you are our guest. Um, as we saw, Josh Gordon got suspended once again for what I think the record for what fifth time. So my question, my statement to you, Chris, is you're right, you mad. Josh Gordon will never play in the league again. Unfortunately, Sherm Obed, you right. Uh, this was the final straw um, in the career uh, of a very talented very troubled young man and i feel very sorry for him um that he he's he has these demons that keep coming back to him i mean it's unfortunate you know we always say that you know why do you, these why does the nfl keep giving the, these guys another chance why well because they have the talent right talent trumps everything his talent has fallen off he's 29 years old he's not the same player he was when he had that record setting year with the browns in, in in 2014 it's just different now and i feel so bad for him and this transcends football transcends his job it's, this is about his life he's got 50 60 years left in his life and I hope for him he can really uh, get things straight and get the people around him that will help keep him straight. 
yeah, I mean, dude, well said. He needs to really get his act together, get his, you know, get his mind, get his mind right first and foremost. You know, get some help because, dude. But it's not even just the substance abuse. Now he got he got he got bagged for performance enhancing drugs too. So yeah, I think he was injured and just trying to come back. I mean, you, you see a lot of players get popped for this afterwards and say, oh, I had no idea. I mean, they, the reason that they say the uh, these tests are, uh, what's it called? They're not an aptitude test. It's like a, it's a dummy test, basically. Like, if mm-hmm. you're stupid, if you fail this, because they tell you when you're going to get tested. And he's mm-hmm. probably just coming back from injury. He played most of the season injured. Um, he'd been mm-hmm. s- slow to get up a lot of the season, uh, especially when I saw him in person. He didn't really have that burst that he had last year. It's starting to come back. As you could see, he was looking really good uh, the last few games with the Seahawks. But uh, as Chris, echoing what Chris said, it's uh, it's more than football for him. Hopefully they can somebody can get him some help because these demons are just still after him. Yeah, absolutely. Another question here on you right, you mad. If this is goes to you or bed first, this is a two-part question. Giants quarterback Eli Manning will retire after the season, and he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Sherman, you right. Giants QB will retire after this season. Sherman, you wrong. He will not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> oh, I'm man. sorry. I, I get it, right? People keep telling me about the accolades. This is one of those situations that I hope the people voting for him have actually watched the games and are not Giants fans because Giants fans love themselves some Eli. He's got a standing ovation. I was pulling for this guy to get this W over the weekend. And as a Patriots fan, I can't stand that mouth breather. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you that about that man gene is strong. It's because they inbred as all hell out that Louisiana. Oh no, my God. Let's, keep it, let's keep it rolling. That this man Shots is not, fired. not a first ballot Hall of Famer. You have got to watch. This man played with tons of people. If Steve Smith had not gotten injured, he caught 200 balls in two years for that man. He had Plaxico Burris. He had Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs. He had Osiu Minyora, Jason Pierre-Paul, all kinds of studs across that defensive line. Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan, a Hall of Famer. He had Tiki Barber. He's retired. He one Tiki game. Barber. He had, he had Thunder early. and Lightning. He had Ron Dane. I'll, I'll throw Ron Dane out there. I'm not afraid to do it. Listen, I'm <laughs> telling you, there's been too many had studs. Had Odell Beckham Jr. He's had too many studs, right? He had, uh, 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 um, what is that tight end's name? Uh, you you ninjas mad because you're not me. I remain a giant and you're Jeremy Shockey. This guy had studs <laughs> around him his entire career. And I am not the same thing with Peyton Manning. If history has to be honest to what we saw, we watched these guys beast out with great players around them. Were they great themselves? Absolutely. First ballot Hall of Famers, his brother, fine. Him, not a chance in hell. Damn. Oh, oh, Ben, all I have to say is after that, uh, Nationwide is not on your side. <laughs> Damn. Peyton will not be happy with you. He will not be insuring you, sir. Uh, oh, my gosh. I won't be eating uh, any Papa John's pizzas, uh, and I will oh not play gosh. football with him through the United Way. Dude. All right, hey, so, so when you order me pizza this week, I want pepperoni, sausage, and ham from Papa John's. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've had but, I've had forty pizzas in thirty days, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh man, oh, straightening that spit, spitting that straight hot fire right now. Fire. No, no, I mean, Eli Manning is definitely a Hall of Famer, but I echo what Obed said. Is he a first ballot? No, but a lot of it at this point in the last about ten or fifteen years has been media driven. So depending on what the um the the story, the plot line is of Eli Manning, the way the media actually handles him now in his um, last year or years um, will really formulate what's going to happen of him being a first ballot or not. But do I think when you look at it, he's basically had a 500 career um, win loss record first ballot can't do that. There's only been two hall of famers in history that have had a less than 500 record that are even in the hall of fame and they weren't first ballot. So no. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Who knows? I think he will get in the first ballot, but we'll see if it happens. Let's get into the pick portion of this week's show. Uh, do a quick recap of last week. Man, of course, I dominated once again, going 12-4. and four. I'll bet it went 11-5. and five. I'll bet you're done, bro. You're done. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. Um, let's get into the picks this week. Um, first game, we're going to start. Actually, we got three games going on Saturday uh, this week. Last two weeks of the season, which is crazy to think about. First matchup is Houston at Tampa Bay. I'm going to Houston with this one. Um, coming off that solid victory against Indy uh, last week, so yeah, uh, I'm, go- I'm going to Houston. No bad. I'll give ten- I'll give uh, Houston the nod on this one. I-, I don't care that uh, 
it, there's going to be a whole bunch of yards coming out of James Winston, but it's not going to be enough to stop H-Town. Bay Hive, stand up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me, man. Houston was coming off that win against Tennessee last week. Chris, your thoughts. Houston at Tampa. Uh, Tampa on this one, Sherm. I think Jameis Winston is, is is playing with the chip on his shoulder because he wants to keep his starting job. Uh, I got this on a close one, but I got Tampa Bay. Okay, okay. Next matchup on Saturday. We'll bet. Here we go again. Buffalo at New England. You know, if it if this time it's it's in it's in New England. Uh, so unfortunately, I have to go in New England on this one. You know, it's hard it's hard to win up there. Uh, so I'm going I'm going with the Pats. It's hard to win up there, but apparently Kansas City pulled it off. Um, so, hey, I'll, I'm still going mad, New England. Mad about I'm, it? I'm not mad at all. Not mad at all. Hey, listen, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? People only care because we're something and they're nothing. Go right ahead. Let's keep it moving, baby. Oh, my goodness. Chris, Buffalo and New England. Who you got? Buffalo, two weeks in a row, has, has is going to have to be going against top 10 defenses in the Steelers. They had a big, great emotional win in my in my hometown of Pittsburgh, uh, but now going against the best defense in the league. New England is playing for, for the uh, number one overall seed in the AFC with Baltimore, uh, so I think New England pulls this off. Yeah, I mean, dude, Buffalo clinched the playoff spot last week. First time getting 10 victories in what, like, almost 20 years. If they win this one, they are tied for the AFC East title with, with the Patriots. They went out. They're get, they can get, get, get that crown. So, unfortunately, I got to go in England. Uh, the Saturday, Saturday night matchup is the L.A. Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. Man, I, I got to go San Fran here. Coming off, like I said, that tough loss before against Atlanta. They're, they're going to turn it around at home. Obed? Yeah, I think San Francisco lost the game last week because they got cute. They brought Mostert out. They liked what he was doing. He got a touchdown, got some yards, and then they just started going to Breda and Coleman. Uh, I don't know if there was a revenge game factor, but it was stupid. They just need to prove that what they're doing is pounding with Mostert and then getting it to Kittle. San Francisco. Yep. Chris, Rams and Rams and Niners. Believe it or not, I'm going to go against both you guys. I actually think the Rams are going to pull this out. Um, I think Jared Goff has something to prove right now. People have been doubting him all year. Uh, this will probably be his biggest game of the year, and I think he's going to show up and show off. I have the Rams winning this by four. Okay. All right. I like the bold pick. Let's start with the Sunday matchups. Jacksonville at Atlanta. I'm going to go Atlanta, like I said, coming off that tough victory. Um, Jacksonville, just, just they're just looking pitiful, even though Minshew, I like, I like Gardner, but they're just looking really bad. Atlanta all the way here. Chris? Uh, you, you don't like the Minstash, the Minshew? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there in Jacksonville, but Atlanta, like I said, they've actually been one of the better teams in the second half of this season. They're at home, uh, ending out the year in the Dome with that great fan base. I got Atlanta. Oh, Ben. Let's keep it hot, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta it is. All right, all right, let's move it along. Baltimore at Cleveland, man. I am so over Cleveland. I should have went appeared to pick them last week. I'm done with Cleveland for officially Baltimore all the way. Oh, Ben. Go on Baltimore as much as it pains me to say, but you know, I, I mean, hey, there was a grudge match they had earlier that Cleveland beat Baltimore in Baltimore the last time. Uh, true. You know, but I, I have to give it to Baltimore. They're heading steam. We'll see if the hitting's big out there. Baltimore might decide to sit uh, Lamar Jackson down. No chance and no new reason that's to put a, him out there to get. That's a very good. That's a very good point. So that that could change the game. Chris, Baltimore, or Cleveland. Baltimore is the best team in the AFC. Cleveland, they have everyone wanting out. It's not even close. Baltimore. Yep. New Orleans at Tennessee. Got to go New Orleans here. Too much, too much firepower for, for the Titans to keep up with. Uh, Chris, your thoughts? Drew Brees wants to keep uh, putting space between him and Tom Brady in that touchdown category, baby. Let's go New Orleans all the way. Well, Ben. Man, I mean. I... I, I have faith that New Orleans is going to go out there, but this game is going to be a lot closer, a lot tougher than people think. It's Drew Brees outside. His home road splits have been a little unforgiving of, of late. Um, New Orleans is going to win, but it's not going to be easy. Okay. All right. Carolina at Indianapolis. Man, um, I don't know what's happening with Kyle Allen. They're getting, they're done with him. They're starting Will Greer, the backup QB, this week for the Panthers. But uh, this is so definitely I'm going to Indianapolis here at this one. Uh, Chris, Carolina at, in, at Indy. Honestly, guys, this is a coin flip 50-50 for me, uh, only because it's in Indy. I think Jacoby Brissett actually has been coming on lately. Uh, uh, gosh, a close one. I'm talking two points here, Indy. Wow, even with that third-string QB? Okay. Uh, Obed, Carolina to Indy? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we were wrong about Kyle Allen. I never, We never said he was the future, but uh, he just looked a lot better in that offense than he has of late. He's just giving it away. You can't do play that poorly and think it's going to happen. Think you're going to win games. Uh, they just need an accurate QB, but I'm going in the end this one. Okay, all right. Probably one of the worst matchups of the week. Cincinnati at Miami. 
I don't even care. I'll just go Miami just because it's in Miami. <laughs> Obed. We're 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 going Miami because it's in Miami. No, Chris. Wait, they're playing each other this week. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, Miami. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go Dolphins. <laughs> let's move it right along. Pittsburgh at the New York Jets. I'm going Pittsburgh. The Jets, you know what I mean? They've been so inconsistent, so up and down. They're kind of a mess there. Le'Veon Bell's been hurt, a little sick, whatever it is. Not sure what's going on with there with them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Pittsburgh here. Chris, I'm sure who I know I know you're going with here. Huh. Le'Veon Bell has a lot of going on what he had going on in Pittsburgh, and that's being Le'Veon Bell. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Pittsburgh's gonna win this. It's not gonna be a pretty game. Low scoring, 16-13, Pittsburgh. Oh, bad. Pittsburgh pays him. We don't have to watch any of this nonsense that's been going on in his career, in Antonio Brown's career, in uh, the career of Ben Roethlisberger, in the career of uh, Duck Hodges, in the <laughs> career of, of that other redneck water boy that can't even fight. Mason uh, Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have none of these problems. They just pay those guys to keep that team in, in what house? Pittsburgh. Yep. The New York football giants at Washington, man, this, uh, another one, a lot of laughter. No one cares about it. I'll just go giants just because I'm from New York. <laughs> oh, oh, bed giants, giants and skins. <laughs> I'm good. Giants. I want to see, I want to see Eli go out there and throw those flutter balls against Washington. I bet well, you, uh, what's the day? Josh Orbit will still get cooked up. I don't think Eli will be playing. I think Daniel, Danny Dimes will be back this week. So that's why I think he kind of went out last week on his final time. That's why. So we'll see what happens. But I'm going Giants. You're going Giants either way? Giants either way. Chris, Giants and Skins? I got the Redskins, guys. I think the I think the Skins are going to show up and show off for their uh, possible future head coach in Urban Meyer. Uh, Dwayne Haskins wants to say, Coach, you need to come back and we need to lead this team. So I got the Skins winning this, boys. Okay. Okay. Detroit at Denver. I'm going Denver. Um, Detroit is not looking the same without Matthew Stafford. So I'm going to go Denver here. Obed, who you got? Uh, we're going to go Denver. Detroit is a dumpster fire. <laughs> and the, and rumor came out they are they will be keeping Matt Patricia on as head coach, but they want him to improve. <laughs> Clearly, they need him to improve. They, dude, Detroit will always be mediocre. They have never <laughs> – when, when was the last time you said, yo, Detroit's looking nasty this year? Don't worry. Uh, the, don't wait. When, when Barry Sanders were there and they were still 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah, okay. There you go. Mediocre, like I just said. <laughs> Chris, Detroit and people throw in Detroit. My God, burn If anything, Matt Patricia needs an upgrade from is from his sweatshirt. You are not Bill Belichick. Get over it. Take that damn um, pencil out your ear, man. What's wrong oh with you? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I mean, th- this is this is bottom of the barrel. I mean, Denver wins, mile high. You know, it's a great environment there. They'll win this one. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Oakland at the LA Chargers. Oakland lost in their on, on their home finale. They're they're just I don't know what to say about them. Philip Rivers is probably done after this year too. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna go Chargers so they can go out with some couple couple victories here. Obed. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers, but I do like what John Gruden is doing out there. I think he's the right head coach. Derek Carr is not the right franchise quarterback, but he reminds me of Jameis Winston. He's good enough to be out there right now and probably the best that they can get by comparison. Uh, Let's go Chargers. Chris, Raiders and Chargers. I got the opposite, boys. I got Oakland. Uh, I think that was a devastating loss. The last uh, last home game there, uh, you know, in the city of Oakland. And now we're going to the Vegas next year. I think they're going to end on a bang. They're, they're going to be a division rival here. I got Oakland. Okay. Probably the matchup over the week. A lot of people are looking forward to this game. Dallas at Philadelphia. Because it's in Philly, I'm going to go with Philly. If it was in Dallas, to be honest, I would probably go with Dallas. But since it's in Philly, they need this one. I'm kind of looking forward to the Eagles winning this one just so the Cowboys fans can just shut up, to be honest with you. Because um, the, the winner of this one leads the, leads the division and probably wins the division going into next week. But Dallas does get the tiebreaker, I do believe, if it comes down to that at the end of the year. So fly, Eagles, fly. Chris? For everything I can hope for as a human being, I want Dallas to win this game. Because <laughs> I want I want to roll around in my Steelers jersey when those Eagles lose and just sip a beer and laugh at them all. No, I got I got Dallas. I think they're the better team. Honestly, too many injuries like you guys said with Philadelphia. I got Dallas winning this. Yeah, all bad. Yeah, the NFC East is trash. Um, you oh, can we, change we know them that. <laughs> interchangeably and they're all trash. So I think trash is going to be trash this weekend. Uh, and by trash, I mean the Eagles are going to beat the Cowboys. 
<laughs> All right. Arizona at Seattle. This is kind of an easy one. Probably MVP candidate Russell Wilson leading the way. Let's go, let's go Seahawks. Obed? Let's go Seahawks. Chris? This won't even be a game. Seahawks. There you go. KC at Chicago. KC all the way. Mitchell Trubisky. I don't. Who knows what he's gonna do this week? Uh, let's let's go. Let's let's go. Let's go. KC. Obed. It's just so funny to think of him. He's a, <laughs> a starting quarterback in the NFL. You could have had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> they literally could have had either of them. Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes. No, what? <laughs> no, wait, wait. I want the guy from USC. He played 13 games. I want him. <laughs> For UNC? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the power. Should have never gave you brothers money. This <laughs> <laughs> is Kansas City all the way. Chris, I'm assuming you're going to echo Obed's statement here. Uh, you know what? I, I think Chicago is actually going to make more of a game than this one. What we think and, and to, to go against your guys' laughter of abundance with them. But uh, yeah, but Kansas City, uh, they've been actually the hottest team in the league the last six weeks. Their offense is finally clicking. Patrick Mahomes getting back from his form after all his injuries. Kansas City wins this in a tight one, though, guys. Four points. Okay. All right. Chicago's defense is for real. Last game of the week is the Monday night matchup. Green Bay at Minnesota divisional rivalry game here. You know, I initially had Green Bay. I changed it to Minnesota just because it's in Minnesota. Um, I think Green Bay, if Green Bay wins out, I believe they get could possibly get the number one seed. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Minnesota here. Obed. Yeah, I'm going Minnesota. I mean, we'll see. If Dalvin Cook doesn't play, I feel like they'll be able to get it from Mike Boone. I feel like they'll be able to get it, get it from Alexander Madison. And they will have uh, uh, Adam Thielen back. So I'm going to go yeah. Minnesota. You know what? If Dalvin Cook does not play for the Vikings, my pick will change to the Packers. So I'm going to make that note here now. If, Dal- if no Dalvin Cook, um, my pick changes to Green Bay. Chris? Isn't it interesting how Green Bay has been one of the most under-the-radar teams of all of this year? I mean, it's crazy. Like you guys were saying earlier, Green Bay just doesn't have the talent around them, but yet they keep winning. Double-digit wins already. There's something about them. It reminds me a lot of their Super Bowl run in 09. So um, I've got Green Bay on this one, guys. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens there. Folks, that is going to do it for this week's episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Chris, glad to have you back here again with us this week. So glad you joined us. Any uh, final words for the people here? Uh, Just happy to be back. Looking forward to the end of this uh, NFL season. Everyone have an amazing holiday. Be safe and have a wonderful new year. Absolutely. Obed, uh, any last words for the people? Christmas comes but once a year. Now it's here. Now it's here. Have fun with your friends and family. Do your best impersonating your job because you're waiting for the end of the year and the end of the quarter. Have a great year. <laughs> yep, you guys said it best. Well, guys, for Obed and for Chris, I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. And don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud.com slash What's the Word Entertainment and also on Twitter at the WWENT. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Burr, 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 burr.